is free agency day. So not only are we focused on James Harden, but the rest of the team. What can the 76ers do who are possibly some targets? And what about the remaining Sixer free agents that we look to see if they return or hit the market? We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Here on YouTube as well, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my partners, always from the Inquirer, Inquirer.com, Keith Pompey, the Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. What's up, Keith? What's popping, D? How you been, bro? Going to be a busy night, man. Yeah, I it think. will be. It I will think. be. And you said not for you? No, I said I think. I'll be, yeah, I'll be on the radio for the start of it. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be busy, man. It's going to be busy. You know the funny thing, though, D? I know we're going to get the pockets, but I, I remember back in the day when it was at midnight, yep. right? So everybody was asleep. You were asleep, and then you would get up. And you're like, <laughs> it was a lot of times I was on the road because of the summer leagues and uh, I'm on the road and you're like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was just crazy. So you would, you would take a nap? I mean, you know, you say you can, you do, but you don't because it's like, you know, you, you, it's sometimes you, you know, you know, well, first you don't want to miss anything. Exactly. Bingo. You don't want to miss anything. Yeah. You, you get a phone anything. call, you get a text or something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss it. But the crazy you know. part, the, yeah. but the crazy part is right at six o'clock, Ding, ding, ding. You're like, whoa. 601. 601. 601. You're like, oh, that was a quick negotiation. Mm-hmm. That was fast. Like, okay. You find out they made the deal weeks ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very interested to find out what happens tonight, not just in Philadelphia. You, uh, you know, we're basketball fans. So I'm curious to find out what thing, how things shape up around the rest of the league with some of these other names, these teams. Houston is a big name. Uh, Dallas with Kyrie Irving monitoring the entire Damian Lillard situation overall. There's a lot to it, not just Philadelphia. So this is going to be an interesting day and night and a weekend in the National Basketball Association. We'll continue to talk about James Harden because he has an effect on all of this here in Philadelphia. But later on, we'll talk about two players that we have not been able to talk about just yet because the James Harden piece kind of threw us off on Thursday Jalen McDaniels and Shake Milton, what's their future potentially with the Sixers or maybe elsewhere? We'll also get into what the Sixers may target uh, in terms of who we believe or what positionally they should focus on in the in the uh, offseason here as free agency gets underway. And also, uh, we need to talk about what's available to them out there on the market in terms of going out there and spending money. How can they spend money? Where are they on the cap? So, Keith, Let's start there, man, because, you know, there there's there's not much they can do. And that's why this trade was big. That's why any potential 
Tobias Harris trade was big because you weren't quite sure uh, where things are going to be with this with this team because they just simply don't have a lot of money. And with that, you know, you're just trying to figure out what they can do, what they can use, uh, where they are. So the salary cap uh, right now, uh, where things are at the moment, Joel Embiid is the uh, highest paid player on the team at 47 uh, million coming into this season. You have uh, Tobias Harris at 39, James Harden 35.6, and P.J. Tucker 11. And then from there on, it, it gets a lot lower. So only nine players right now, Keith, on the roster that take up the roster. Embiid, Harris, Harden, Tucker, Melton, Korkmaz, Maxi, Daniel House, who opted into his deal, and Jaden Springer. Uh, Daniel House last year, he signed via the biannual, and he was able to fit under that. P.J. Tucker signed under the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, and he is receiving $11 million. He had a 30, $33 million deal. And this year, Daniel House is going to make 4.3 on that. Everything else is via trade or uh, a- actual uh, signing, like, let's say, Furkan Korkmaz re-signing as a free agent. He's going to make 5.3. Um, there are exceptions. Uh, they have a trade exception via the trade with Matisse Thibel from Portland that is available to them that they can use in a trade at 2.4 million. They can get in, involved with that. Uh, the non-payer, non-taxpayer mid-level, which again, PJ Tucker was brought in using that 12.4 and the biannual exception 4.5 uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. So the current space that they have is uh, 7.2. Uh, to get, you know, current luxury tax space is 7.2. And this is where they are at the moment. And the salary cap max is $136 million for the 23-24 campaign. They are not at the uh, tax apron as of yet, which gets really, really weird. And all of these numbers, which can also uh, prevent you from making other deals. Right now, they're okay. So, Keith, when we look at that, man, they still have a little bit of wiggle room right now to try to improve this team, not only via trade, but also free agency. Yeah, a little bit. But the thing is, uh, the thing with me is one guy that we talked about is, and, and I'll get into this after I mention this, you know, DeAnthony Melton, his $8 million will become fully guaranteed if he's on the roster um, on July the 3rd, which is what, Monday, right? So if he's on the roster, the deadline to fully guarantee him or to waive him to before it becomes fully guaranteed is Monday. The thing is, we look at it right now, and the 76ers have nine guys. He's included, like you said, nine guys under contract, right? Now, if they're, if they're going to make a, a trade for James Harden and you're not 100% sure what you're going to do, like – is it in your best interest at this particular point to go hard and go strong after free agents? Like, I think it's kind of like a a, a catch 22. Like I don't expect with all this limbo, you know, you know, I I don't expect a lot of the guys who are free agents outside of like Paul Reed, I expect him to come back, but the rest of them, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, unless you can give George Niang, you know, uh, you know, something like that buy in. I don't even know if you can do that. But 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 the thing is, what I'm trying to say is if you're trying to bring in a lot of players and your roster is already set at nine and you have to have 12 
regular roster players, you know, do you make that push knowing because you want to keep everything under the cap and this extra 7 million that you have for a wiggle room, you can use that. You know what I mean? So to me, you know, I, I think this with James Harden opting in and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, if I'm a GM, it could change my approach to tonight a little bit being as though that I want to get the best possible deal with them. But even with that being said, if you can't get the best possible deal, what if there's a player available and you really want that guy on the open, on the open market, in the open market okay. and you're wait, holding out for James. See, this is what we were talking about on Thursday. You yeah. know, things holding up, not just Philadelphia, but with other teams around the league where these things can hold you up because you're so you're so focused on the James Harden part of things that some of the other stuff gets lost in it. And we know this to be true for any free agent period where guys, we know there's a pecking order of how things get done, but you also don't want to lose money out there on the open market because something else is taking place. So I, this, this part is very interesting again, because this is not something that they had to believe that this was a possibility. And as you mentioned on Thursday, Daryl Morey said option one is to bring back James Harden. Option two is to get creative. This had to be something that was on their whiteboard, maybe even flipped on the other side of the whiteboard, uh, but it had to be there in the event that James Harden opted this way to move forward with his offseason, and therefore the Sixers have a contingency plan to do something in the event that this happens. So it would be a fail if they didn't have this already ready to go of an idea in the event that James Harden went this way. So I would imagine that they have some things already in store to approach this Friday start of free agency. Yeah. But, but again, it's, it's one of those things is if you're trying to get like you people, like you mentioned, we mentioned yesterday, the Norman Powell, the, 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 um, the Marcus Morris, the, uh, you Terrence know, man, the, right. Terrence man and all of them, you know, right then and there, that's, you know, right then and there, that's three dudes for one, right? So you you need some space available. But again, you may not even know if you're going to get that. I mean, reason why the, the thing that I'm thinking about is just the owner not wanting to get in the luxury tax. Now, I do like that uh, they they do have twelve point what four million dollars available that they can give somebody um, with the uh, non-tax player mid-level exception. You know what I mean? Now that's if they go and then that trade exception they have, you know, so, you know, it, it, if they, once they figure out what they're going to do with James, they'll be okay. I believe. I'm now, I do think that, you know, you do want to bring Paul Reed back, you know, to me, that's a priority, you know, just bringing him back. But outside of that, these other guys could be gone. Yeah. And we talked about um, George Niang, Paul Reed already, We'll get to Shake Millen and Jalen McDaniels in the final segment. But yeah, I, I would think Paul Reed is is also back. And again, I just they had to have had this as a uh possibility. You have yeah. to look at this is what they do, this is their job. They had to have this as a possibility. I'm seeing I'm curious to see what the pivot is now that we are in this spot. Let's talk about some players on the other side, not already on the roster, of who they may be able to target out there. We'll get to that right here next on Locked On 76ers. Before we get to that, I want to talk to y'all about prize picks, right? Like I keep telling y'all I'm not a gambling man, but I but I but I but I enjoy prize picks, right? Why? 
because it's, you know, it's something fun to do and, 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 you know, to keep up with. The thing about it is during the season and, you know, any season, it's sports season that you have, what you do is at 8 a.m. Eastern time, they will randomly select, you know, an entry. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payout. Six correct picks, $1 million. Five correct picks, $80,000. Four correct picks, $16,000. Now, listen, I know basketball season is over with, but I just want to give you an example of how things work, right? This is how it goes. So tonight, I'm just acting like it's the season. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Donis to score more than 25.6 points. LeBron James to have more than 9.9 rebounds, 9.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 4.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 4.5 three-pointers made. So what you do is you pick two to six players. And if they will score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available right? Prize picks offers projections in any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, right? PGA golf, college football, college basketball, the whole nine. Just pick a sport and I bet you they have it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawals. What you do is you download the prize pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you the $100. If you deposit $50, then PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I'm telling y'all, take advantage of it. And definitely do it today. Thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Every day on Monday, we will get together with you and discuss if anything happened or if it didn't happen and what's taken so long. We'll do all of that on Monday. You never know. It might be something huge, but we have to jump in a little bit sooner. So we'll do all of that again with you here on monday on locked on 76ers keith before we get to some free agents that are available uh, around the entire league and maybe the Sixers should focus on a position in general uh, there's this weird new thing in the cba where it makes sense for the sixers well the other team looking to bring in james harden to not get over a certain level of the tax to be motivated to get something done before things start at 601 tonight uh, so that that's why when we were talking about it yesterday, yes, this thing could take on and drag on very far, but it could also happen pretty quickly just because there's this new weird type of uh, language in there that by 601, you based on your apron could be over a certain tax and you don't want to do that uh, after acquiring James Harden. So there's motivation to get it done before 601 tonight. Yeah, it is. It is. But but at the same time, I want to go back to what I said before. Like, Daryl Morey has to make sure he gets this right. You know sure. what I mean? There is motivation, but Daryl I'm, I'm speaking from the yeah. other team side. Oh, from the other team. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. But, but you know, it's it, it, so, but, but yeah, it's it, it definitely, it benefits that team to get it done because, 
you know, and it also made, well, it's not, it's going, not going to impact James because he can't get an extension. As we talked about, he's going to become a unrestricted free agent next year. Um, but yeah, it does benefit the other team for that one. I, I, I do agree with you. Yeah. With that one. To get it done pretty quickly. All right, man, the top free agents uh, on the market, James Harden would have been one of them, but you have names like Russell Westbrook, Chris Middleton, Kyrie Irving, uh, a possibility uh, come, you know, being out there, maybe leaving Dallas. Who knows? D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Fred Van Bleet. We've talked a ton about him. Eric Gordon is now a free agent because they did not pick up his player option. They let him go from L.A. You have names that are also thrown out there. Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Jeremy Grant, uh, Karis LeVert, Malik Beasley, Christian Wood, Dylan Brooks. You have a ton of Max Struess. All types of names. Seth Curry, former Sixer. Bruce Brown Jr., the NBA champion with the Nuggets. Reading native Lonnie Walker. And uh, even Cam Reddish. They did not pick up his option. The Portland Trailblazers. He's now out there. Jackson Hayes. I can't stand him. Sixers stay far away from him. The Pelicans did not pick up his option. He's an unrestricted free agent. Dante DiVincenzo. And on and on and on with all of these names. Keith, I ask you, what do you think they need to focus on positionally this starting this Friday? I mean, to me, the biggest need right now is uh, they need a point guard, dude. I mean, and, and, and I get it. I mean, starting, starting huh? before you used to ask for a backup point guard. Now you need a starting point guard. Yeah, you need a point guard. I mean, you need a guard. I mean, you need a point guard. I mean, I get it. And, and it's not a, I don't want people to think this is a knock at Tyrese Maxey. It's not. I like Tyrese Maxey. I oh, love his yeah, games, yeah. but he to me he's better when the ball off the ball, receiving the ball. For here, for a team like the 76ers, you know we can go out there and say, "Hey, we we want this guy, we want that guy," and we we talk about the points they score. Oh, that's great, but you got to realize you're playing with Joel Embiid, like the leading scorer in the league. So that person isn't going to score a lot of points. If they come in here, their role that ideally is getting somebody in here who's going to make sure the, Joel gets the ball, sets them up, and then can hit open shots when need be and, and get his teammates involved. Now, so that's what I think what the biggest need is. Before, you're right. I was saying a backup. But I think they need they need that. They also need they need a big center, too. I mean, they do. Like, nothing's changed unfortunately every year we keep each year we keep talking about the same stuff that they need they need a they need a a a real point guard a pure point guard a true point guard they need um a a a big center he doesn't have to be the backup he can be they can go get a, a veteran guy um towards the end of his career but still uh playable not somebody that's shot but somebody who can say look we're going to give you this money. You're going to be the third string center and you're going to come in and play, you know, situational things. But they also need some shooters, man. They do. When you have Joel Embiid and you have Maxi, and until Harden leave, you need guys on the floor to help with the spacing. So those are the three things I think that the Sixers need the most. All right, let's go big first on the point guards. Number one point guard on the market. No James Harden is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean the the thing is you got to that's going to be t- that's going to be a tough get. Um but the thing about Kyrie you know he's the thing that like Kyrie he's a point guard but he likes being off the ball at times it seems like now even though he's ball dominant he he likes 
he likes being the shade off the ball. I, in a way, I, I don't like the fact that you got two small guards in defensive purposes. But at the same time, Kyrie is a bucket. And and he he has a high basketball IQ. Um, and I also like the fact that him and Joel Embiid have a pretty good relationship. So that could be good. But But at the same time, you know, do the Sixers have enough to get them? I don't know if James Harden is getting you Kyrie Irving right that now. That would have to be a three-team deal somehow. Yeah. Make something like that happen. Fred Van Vliet, are you out on that just because it seems like Houston is the destination? Yeah, I feel like that thing is done. But um, but but I do like Fred. I do. The only, the only question mark I have about Fred is how is he going to do when he gets the money? Like, he's about to get paid. You know what I mean? How, like, the expectations are about to go up. Like, you know what I mean? He's about to be in Tobias Harris, like, uh, uh, criticism that he's going to receive if, if stuff doesn't go right. The, but I do like him a lot. The, but the, my another concern is another small guard, yeah. another small guard. But I love that he's extremely scrappy. Kyrie is a tough guy, too. But Fred is a scrappy guard. I really like that. I really like him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Nah, uh-uh. Same. Nah. nah. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I'm out. Uh, no. I'm out. Nah, nah. That's, <laughs> nah. nah. that's another one. Uh, Gabe Vincent, an interesting one. I like Gabe. I like Gabe a lot. Um, you know, Can he be an everyday starter, 82 games, not in the Miami Heat culture? That's the tricky part. Because, like, I remember one, nothing against Gabe. I like him. But I remember once I was talking to a dude, uh, an executive from another team, and we were talking about the Heat. And he's like, man, nobody trying to trade for this dude. It was it was another guy. And I was like, why? He said, man, because everybody was getting tricked before. And now it's like, you know, these guys excel. And but that player did turn out to be pretty good at another team. He got paid. But um, but yeah, the thing about Gabe, but the one thing I like about Gabe is, you know, he's a, a vital guy. He's also someone you could possibly get at a bargain, too. You know, what I mean, he's someone like he's one of those guys that who knows, maybe you could get him with that 12.4 million or 12.5 million, whatever it is. You know what I mean? And and I think that would be a great come up for him, being as though, you know, he was an undrafted player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ideally, I would try not to give him the entire thing. If you could somehow not necessarily split it up because he's going to get more than that last year. He made one point seven million. If you can keep it somewhere around, let's say four years, twenty eight million, you know, something like that, where he's getting seven annually and you still have some room to work elsewhere to do some other things. You said big men. Let me go to the big centers here and find out who we have here. Brooke Lopez, no shot. Jakob Pertle, that's not happening. Christian Wood probably more of a four anyway, and he thinks he's a starter. How about Mason Plumley as a backup? He made 8.2 last season. No, nah, because this person, I, I like, who knows? Because, you know, I never thought that uh, Andre Drummond was going to take a minimum to come here, right? Mm-hmm. But Mason Plumley would be a, a great fit for them. But at the same time, I think Mason Plumley can be a legitimate backup, not just – Not the third somebody, Yeah, like to me, I'm talking about uh, – a guy at the yeah, a guy who just insurance policy, you know what I mean? Yeah, a, a player like uh, obviously we said Paul Reed. Um, what about Bismack Biombo? Has some good run with the Suns the last couple of seasons as the third Mo Wagner. 
as the player from the Orlando Magic, Franz's brother. Yeah, but the thing is with Things them, like it, that. yeah, like yeah. See, that's the problem. The market, I guess, the market yeah. isn't really there. It's not great. No, it's not about great. That type, sure. Like, it, it, you know what? To be honest with you, and and it, it might be, it might end up having to be somebody like, because see, those dudes aren't ready to take the minimum. It would have to be somebody like, and I'm not saying him, but in this type of mode, like a Javel McGee type of mode. You know what I mean? Like someone mm-hmm. that's like, you know. They done had their time. Their time. Their mm-hmm. they're like one champ. They've been a part of a championship culture. They've done things, and then they can like you know give advice. It's funny that we're saying that now. When years ago, people didn't want their young guys around them. But yeah. but you know what I mean. That that type of player, a sure. veteran like that. Sure. All right. Let me run a couple of shooting guards at you just uh, quickly, and then we'll move on. Uh, Bruce Brown is not probably not going to happen. Uh, Austin Reeves, not happening. Karis LeVert, do you have any interest there? Malik Beasley, do you have any interest in those two? You know what? Uh, you know, I like Karis LeVert a lot. I do. I do. And and I like Malik Beasley. But in regards to a guy who I think that would be a good fit for the Sixers to bring back would be Seth Curry. But the only problem is yeah. you just fired his father-in-law after you traded him. So I don't like if 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 he could get eleven million dollars from where else he might go there. You know what I mean? He, he made eight last season and he didn't have a, a great season. So um Seth Curry was, was definitely gonna be a name I was gonna throw at you. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah a, a reunion there he's th- he'll be 33. Wow he's gonna be 33. He'll be 33 and he's a backup at this point. So yeah. the money the money that you're talking about I don't think he um I don't think he is gonna get what he I don't think he's gonna he might get eight. I I, I kind of don't think he's gonna get eight. So he might be available to you. I don't know how much that father-in-law thing would play into a negotiation when you try to get your money. Um Max Struess, uh coming off just like we mentioned, Gabe Vincent. He's gonna get a, a, an upgrade also. He made 1.7. He's gonna get a boost. And Orlando has been a name that's been thrown around with him. They have money to 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 burn. And he's a player that can shoot the basketball, as we know. His numbers don't look great, but again, in that system, he can shoot. Is that somebody that you think the Sixers should maybe approach and tie tie their money up in? Yeah, but the problem is, I don't think they can get him though. That's the problem. You know, he's going to take that full twelve. I, I mean, he had a good run, but I don't think he's going to take that full. Talking about Matt able to get him at ten. I don't know, dude. I mean, the way it, it, all it does is take one. It just I know, one. I know, and that could be Orlando. It takes one. Yeah, sure. And, and because um, see, the problem is like shooting, unfortunately, is a premium. <laughs> yes, like, a lot of dudes can't shoot anymore. Yes, so you is. get one dude who can, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, I've run a couple more, and then we'll go. Uh, how about Lonnie Walker, local local guy? Um, and I like Troy Brown Jr. a little bit from L.A. One point nine last season. And I, I something about him, I still like him. Might be something still there to tap into. Wouldn't cost you a lot. Not necessarily known as a shooter, more of a slasher, that type of player. But he has good size at the wing. But for you, I ask you, Lonnie Walker, do you have any interest in him? You know, the, I, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. Um, but I would be surprised if the Lake. I mean, I don't know, maybe the Lakers don't want him back. But you would think with a nice young talent, a rotation guy that they would 
you know, try to bring them back. That, that's what I would think. You would think. You would think. I mean, I like them. But see, the problem is, you know, I, I think what they really need is like Lonnie Rocker and, and this and Troy Brown. Like these are dudes who are known as like slashers, right? They're not really known as knockdown shooters. I mean, they're known for athleticism. But you do need some slashing in this motion offense. To you do. Remember when we would complain they don't move enough. Yeah, but 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 it's hard when you got the big fella holding on to the ball too. So like, how much slashing you going to do before you say, "Look, man, you're getting in the way. Get over in the corner, or 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 be here, or or be at the um be at the dunker spot." So when I hear stuff like that, like I think they need more shooting than anything else. I mean, because you know, you you we we may not like it, but right now you got. I mean, some people may not like it, but you got Daniel House Jr., you have uh, Maxi, and you have um, Tobias, uh, Tobias Springer potentially, Springer's potentially, and you have uh, what's his name, um, uh, DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody who I can look at and say that's a knockdown shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now you got Maxi, and you got Tobias. Well, and, then, then that's when we kind of go with the Malik Beasley can shoot. Yeah. Whatever you think about him, he can shoot. DiVincenzo, uh, possible. You know, yeah, he seems yeah, like he's tied to New York. But yeah, um, Max Struess and Curry, that's where those names come in because you need shooting. Yeah. 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 So th- those are those are some. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, Cam Johnson's not coming here. Jay Crowder is older. Not sure you want to get involved with that. Um, not many others. Cam Reddish, yes, I would be interested. Ter- no. um, Terrence Ross is older now, but he can shoot. He you know, shoot the, so the whole, the whole crazy thing about this is we're bringing up these names of these dudes who were years ago were lottery picks, and now like they all like you know you know what I'm saying? It's like wow, been on different teams like. Been on two, three different teams. That that that's the crapshoot about leaving college early, you know. And and like you know, what I mean, because like you know, you the number you the number five, number six guy in your class, and you think like that's going to translate to being a star in the NBA, mm-hmm. and it becomes that reality check. Yeah, you know? it, it does, man. Uh, just a few names, folks, that we threw out there. Wonder if some of them piqued your interest. Of course, you can let us know on Twitter. You can check out our hand Twitter handles right there underneath our names. If not, if you're listening on the podcast and not seeing us on YouTube at Pompeii on Sixers and at Devon G975. We'll come back and we'll talk about the last two Sixer free agents. Will they be back? Will they be on the move? Shake Milton, Jalen McDaniels. We'll talk about them next right here on Locked On 76ers. And with baseball rolling right now, especially here in Philadelphia, they're hot, uh, rolling, doing their job right now. Great stuff, a sweep in Chicago. Now they come home to take on Washington here in Philadelphia for a three-game series this weekend. And you want to get some last-minute tickets because they are so hot. You want to jump on in there. And I got to tell you, I told you about them at the top of the show, our presenting sponsor, the great people, again, from game time. uh, And that is going to be where we are going to start right here and right now. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful trying to find some tickets for the baseball team for Philadelphia, hosting Washington. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. There's always comedy shows going on in the area as well. 
you want to jump in and tap into a, a show for the weekend before you go to the sporting event, why not check out the Game Time app? Here are some of the things that I have been uh, liking about this app since I've tapped into it. Flash deals and last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of the seat views so you know exactly where you're getting yourself into as you go by yourself or with someone else. You want to make sure you know where you're going. How about get exclusive flash deals once you get involved on tickets for basketball, football, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You also have Summer League coming up in Las Vegas. You might be traveling out there. Last minute tickets, very easy. Game time app is your place to go. Get images of your seat, as we mentioned, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Here was what you do. Snag the tickets with the stress from, without the stress with Game Time, downloading the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, welcome back. Locked on 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you. All right, Keith, we have a few names to jump into. Let's start off with the long tenured Sixer here and Shake Milton, man. He spent his entire career here building up from the G League to the 76ers, having a great game against the Clippers. A few years back, 39 points where he was on a nice roll and uh, also had the starting gig when Ben Simmons went down as they went into the bubble. Shake Milton has had an up and down career here. You can see the talent. You can see the ability. Uh, but for the first time, it seems like, you know, just from afar and watching how this is playing out, this might be the end of the Shake Milton era in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, especially like. Let's just say if they can get a Terrence man and a and a, a Dwight Powell, right? I mean, what is Shake going to do? I mean, and and I like Shake, but I just feel like you know those two guys coming in, um, they've gotten gotten more minutes than him and had more successful career overall careers than him. Like Shake is going to be the odd man out, basically. So. Nah, I like yeah. I, I I think that right about now, what was Shake a minimum salary guy? One point six last yeah, year. Yeah, he, on a he, two year deal. He signed a couple of years, two years back. Yeah, so so I yeah, I think this is it for Shake Milton. I think the Shake Milton. I mean, I, I could be wrong, um, but 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 I you know if if I'm Shake, do you want to come back somewhere where you know you really don't get to play? I mean, now you do get a new coach and and this and that and. You know, the coach will say, hey, it's all about competition and this and that sometimes. But I, I think that we talked about it before, even before James opted in, I always felt like it might have been in Shake's best interest to uh, go elsewhere. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma uh, native. And, um, you know, we'll see if there's some other opportunities out there as decent size as a guard with 6'4", wingspan. Uh, we know he can handle the rock. He can shoot it a little bit. Defense, defensively, there he leaves some things to be desired there. But overall, as a player, though, he he is a good player, and you wonder if he and his agent 
feel that maybe looking elsewhere would be a, a better opportunity for him to thrive in the NBA a little bit further as he gets into the later part of his career here. Let's go to Jalen McDaniels, acquired again uh, via a, a trade, a four-team trade in February at the trade deadline where he found his way to Philadelphia and he made $1.9 million last season. Keith, uh, his stats overall on the season, uh, not very big, and he was out of the rotation after game three of the Brooklyn series in round one. He averaged nine points in total in 80 games on the season between Philadelphia and Charlotte, uh, shot 45% from the floor in 23 minutes on average all season, didn't play that many with the Sixers, but also his outside shooting just 33% on the campaign. I have interest in seeing if he can come back because of all the things we talked about, length, athleticism, especially in a Nick Nurse-driven offense. He's 25 years of age, and he'll turn 26 during the season. But I think there's still something there. Money-wise, though, again, making $1.9 million, I think that he's not going to get anybody's full exception, as you talked about. So I'm guessing an increase maybe about 4 or $5 million on annual salary, maybe three years max on any deal, two, maybe a third uh, non-guaranteed, somewhere along those lines. I would have interest in the Sixers trying to bring Jalen McDaniels back. I would like to see him from day one with his new with his new coach here in this sense, and Nick Nurse. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's, he's a little intriguing to me because before he came to Philadelphia, you know, the word was that, you know, uh, Charlotte didn't want to pay him, right? They didn't want to pay him. They felt like he was due to get paid, and they didn't want to pay him. So that was part of the reason why they traded him. And then all of a sudden, he comes to Philly, and you can see, like, his 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 trade, not trade value, but his free agent thing shrunk a little bit just because of the situations he was put in. But to me, he's like a wild card. Like, he's the type of guy that he can get paid. I'm not saying, like, astronomical. But he, I could see him being somewhere like somebody, like you know, somebody maybe giving him like, like you said, a couple more million dollars to see what he can be. Like, but look, what if, what if Bruce Brown leaves Denver, and they maybe see an opportunity for to pay him five million dollars? You know what I mean? Like a two year, ten million dollars. Get more than that, like maybe, maybe six. I mean, I could see that. I mean, two for you know I mean? Just because I, I feel like he's that type of player. Like when I look at him, like he he's a guy that doesn't really have a position. You know what I mean? Like he can he's real versatile. And I feel like in the right situation, he could thrive. Like, I mean, dude, you saw he could he could shoot. It's just that he was it was this was just a bad rhythm spot for him. It was just bad. It was like they didn't really have a role for him. I mean, they thought they said they did, but they didn't. You know what I mean? Just go out there. Oh, he do this. There was times when he was on the floor and he's like standing there and then Joel's like, all right, come down on the block. Uh, now go over here. And he's just like looking like, okay, okay. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, you look at him. Now, you know, he don't have the bounce that Bruce Brown has or had, but but at the same time, he could be that type of player to, over time. He has potential. Like, I, when I look at him, and, and don't take this the wrong way. But when I look at him, he's more skilled than the younger Jeremy Grant. So I feel like in the right situation, not saying he's going to be like a all like make the, the Olympic team or anything like that. 
But I think like if he feel like if he goes in the right situation and continues to improve, bulk up a little bit more, that he could be a solid player in this league. You know what I mean? So with like that, yeah. If I with that being said, if I'm the Sixers, I don't know if I want to get rid of him. But but at the same time, if if somebody if if I'm somebody else and I really like him, I'm gonna make sure I'm offering him more than what the Sixers are willing to. For sure. For sure. And when you say bounce, you mean just, you know, attacking the rim and all that? Well, yeah, yeah. Bruce Brown was coming out of um, out of uh, Miami was like, you know, he was a beast, man. Like as far as yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think Jalen has that in him, too. I've seen him. I've seen him put some people through the room. So I, I, I like, like Bruce Brown, though. You think? Yeah, I, I like him getting up off the floor like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, now, this was fun, man. As we get there ready for this primer here. Uh, free agency starts 6 p.m. tonight, 6.01. That's when things will start to drop. Of course, you'll hear things ahead of time of this team may be linked to this player, things of that nature. But in terms of getting actual, actual, all right, this is happening. He's going here. 6.01, be ready. We'll be back if anything crazy happens with the 76ers. We'll make sure that we are here for you here on Locked On 76ers. So we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen Every day, every day is tomorrow on the show. Maybe, maybe not. We'll definitely be back on Monday here on Locked On 76 just talking about the start of free agency. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can get us wherever you get your podcasts at. We're free and available. Also, you can go to our YouTube channel. When you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and you get, uh, by doing that, you become a new subscriber and you also get notified when we post uh, update a uh, new podcast. Make sure you listen to my man D tonight on the Divine Giving Show from six to ten p.m. As free the- agency starts. Yep, on ninety-seven five FM. Ninety-seven five FM. Follow my man D like you see it right here on Twitter at Divine G nine seven five. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and that's inquire.com, beginning with an I. Keith, get some sleep now, get some rest, because I know you're going to be busy, man. Same here, bro. Take a nap. <laughs> All right, I'll try to. All right, my man. All right, man. Uh, good luck this weekend, man, with everything. All right. Thanks, Peace. everybody. Have a good weekend. Peace.